We're back, baby. So, hey, man, um, I just got back from uh, Arizona. I did not go to uh, Unit 2 and drop off a sticker <laughs> and a postcard like I had planned on, only because we were in Tempe for a very short time. I had planned to go visit the office, and there was a shoot happening and an all-hands meeting, and I didn't want to go to the office during the all-hands meeting because everyone's going to be on Zoom, and I was going to have the kids with me. So I just went straight to set. And hung out, met the CEO, and then um, we went ahead and drove by the office. And then we just went to the Botanical Garden, had some lunch and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was just like, eh, I'll do it another time when maybe they're in town. So we actually are making plans, actively making plans to be back in Phoenix uh, in June, the week right after Wes gets out oh, of school sweet. for summer break. We'll take a nice little vacation, family, uh, go out there, visit family, and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, did you? Oh, have you booked that trip yet? Or you were working on another trip today? Uh, yeah, well, we I I requested the time off and stuff like okay. that. But uh, yeah, nothing has been booked. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh man, we saw it all, man. Though we uh, we ended up going to dinner over by the Biltmore, and then uh, we yellowed ourselves into a hotel room that <laughs> night. And dude, our hotel room was two blocks from Stinkweeds Records. No way. And it's like one of those swanky like. Uh, like Ace Hotel, where they refab a 1960s hotel that was like once yeah. something and then was dilapidated for years and now is super swanky and expensive. <laughs> um, they each room had a record player in it with record collection curated by Stinkweed's Records. Really? And uh, and they even had a deal. It was like, if you like something you see, just take it. We'll charge your card. Whoa. <laughs> so it was like, you like the Marshall Bluetooth amp in your room? Fucking leave with it. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. How do they get your, it's your pretty... stuff? Like, you have to swipe it at the beginning? or? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you booked the room. We booked the room online. We were sitting at the restaurant, and we saw a hotel tonight. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. Let's uh, Let's see what is in the area that's like good and there was some stuff that was really expensive and we were like yeah what's like not so expensive that we didn't feel super guilty doing yeah. and so we found this place and it was only a couple miles down the road right by stinkweeds awesome man. and uh and yeah man so uh that dude there was a drink at the uh restaurant we were uh at called a coffee and cigarettes <laughs> dude and uh yeah, it was just like a whole Jimmy world. I, was, I I took a picture and I told Susie it was our date night, and I was like, I'm gonna send this to Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, God, I mean that that's pretty sweet though. That stinkweeds thing. Yeah, I saw it when we were driving. It was closed, obviously. It was yeah. late at night. Um, but I noticed the sign when we drove by. Like imagine, uh, so that was really like exciting. I don't know how they do it, but you're just like walking out of the place, and as you walk through the door, you hear cha-ching. <laughs> this is Jimmy E. Pod. Stinkweeds did give off the vibe of a door chime. Yeah. I, I buy it. I, I believe they have a cha-ching. <laughs> well, I was thinking of the cash register cha-ching. And then, you oh, know, because you've yeah, been yeah. charged. What the hell was that? And you're like, oh, I... <laughs> also gives off the vibe that they're running the same exact cash register yeah. they were running <laughs> right. back in the back in the heyday. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I feel like there was maybe a little, uh, Jim and you, you know there was this uh, there was this podcast that came out. I just listened to it tonight. Talkhouse podcast. It, it had Jim and Chris. Uh, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, let me let me listen to this. But it sounded like it was just I didn't a b it. But I'm pretty sure they just took sound bites from pass through frequencies. If not like this the cutting room floor because it 
it, like Jim was very present on the mic and Chris was very much like on a Zoom call. Oh, really? So, like, yeah, I was like, is this just pass through frequency? Like, what am I missing here? <laughs> Um, they were talking about like Chris was like, oh, I have these two shows coming up and then we're going out on tour. Um, but like, did they cut that out of the other thing? Because none of that had been announced yet. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's my that's my armchair theory, but I don't know for sure. Um, so uh, full disclosure. Oh, do you have any other housekeeping? Yeah, I do. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah what we do got, you got? Oh, we got a, we got voicemail. a voicemail. Okay, we're going to listen to this one live. This is from Mr. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a lot live. <laughs> this is Mr. Eric here. Uh, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Buddy Eric, listener of the pod, friend of the pod. I have some housekeeping regarding the item yes, or house. regarding the episode, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues. And this is relating to the doorbell and ring <laughs> situation. So we were gifted the <laughs> ring to install. Um, and unfortunately, our walkway goes directly in line with the front door. And our doorbell is off on the side. So even using the angle, we were not able mm. to see people coming to the front door if we installed over the doorbell. So mm. both work. Sometimes we have people that ring the doorbell. Sometimes we have people that ring the ring. Just wanted to clarify that. And also, something that uh, Justin forgot to mention is that he, he said he was very excited and he threw the newspaper. He did not mention that he threw it right past my head. And that it's stuck in between the wall and the door, but I was standing right there when he threw it. Just wanted to clarify that. I forgot about that part. Thank you, Eric. That's great. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad that was that was clarified. Also, you helped me to understand when you mentioned that you pull in your ring, you know, and you recharge it. I thought they were all hardwired. So he did his the other day. We we stopped by his house, and uh, and he brought it in. And so, yeah, yeah. like he charged it for like an hour just to get some juice in it. So he went before we left, but makes sense. It takes so long to charge it. Like I, I, what's nice is it sends you an email when it's at 30% charge. So then I set a reminder, you know, Hey, uh, you know, Hey Siri, remind me to, uh, charge the ring in the morning. So that way I pull it out of the device in the morning and I let it charge all day. So by the time the evening comes, right. I can plop it right. in. Um, but yeah, sounds like the same it, practice. Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, uh, that is ring talk on this week's <laughs> Jimmy Eat Pod. Now, all right. Um, let's see. Yes, you did give me something. I did none research. So, listener, um, I'm along this ride with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So please, um, understand that I am going to read off some facts here that I have never read before. <laughs> This is directly from Justin's <laughs> yeah. notes because he's such a gentleman and a squire. Um, basically, yeah, uh, our family was on vacation the last four days. And then we were maybe going to throw a Hail Mary and do a different track this week. Uh, sorry, Sherry. We are pushing that 20 episodes. Well, not pushing it 20 episodes, but pushing it 20 episodes from whenever we told you the tr- song was going to be that we're doing. Uh, for now, episode 147. Here we are, 127. This is the track is Chachi. It is track one of 11. And we don't know who produced it, but Jimmy World and Steve Naughton recorded it for sure. Uh, This was recorded at the Phoenix Recording Company, uh, which is at the Central Christian Church, we learned, uh, which is where Zach got married, right? Is that what we uh, all determined? I love love how small town that feels. Um, And then Groove Factory is where it was mixed, correct? Yes. Um, By Steve Naughton. Naughton, Uh, Release date is January 23rd. 
<laughs> which is a Sunday uh, in 1994. But that is because now, which release is this on? This is on the. This is the self-titled. Uh, self-titled. Yeah. So um, this is on the liner notes. It says recorded sometime in the wee yeah. hours. Is that yep. what it is? Of like what January 22nd and 23rd. Right. Yeah. So yeah, theoretically, it's released the day it was done because like how much mixing right. was done. It was mean, all, it was, well, they sent it to the Groove Factory. Maybe at this point, this was Tuesday releases, so maybe it was released on the twenty fifth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, you know? Did a quick mix on that Monday morning, and then pressed the tape for themselves. Uh, uh, so it says writing credits: Richard E. Birch, James Christopher Adkins. But uh, Rick Birch was not in the band at this time. So. Right. Um, <laughs> writing credits that was left over. So let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to nix that. Got it. Okay, right. Cool. So it's not a Ricky Birch <laughs> joint. <laughs> Um, and it is a wooden blue recording and, uh, there it is Uh, now last FM. What are your last FM numbers? And I'll pull mine up one. (laughs) So the listeners, uh, eight, 8,817 scrabbles to 25,000, uh, almost 26,000 scrabbles. Uh, and I, I'm one of those. (laughs) Wow. Now let me, let me pull up a thing here. Um, there's an emo's not dead cruise coming up. That sounds fun. Would you do that? <laughs> uh, uh, no, probably. no. It looked like a pretty cool lineup, I though. I don't know, man. I'm not even going to um, shows much anymore. Like I was really jealous, like that you went to. I think I'm in like a lull for shows right now. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's take a look. Uh, I'm going to click on as I do the middle, and then change the URL to say Chachi. And that is going to take me to this track where I have two Scrabbles. You, ah, you've doubled mine, huh? I have. Uh, both were in 2011. Uh, one was in February and one was in May. Interesting. Um, That's the same time. I know I've listened more times than that, but. Mine was April 5th, 2011. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's see. I want to know. Oh, I just want to know. 2011. Yeah, right. April. There's probably an iTunes update and we were all very excited to get whatever Last FM Scrabble plug in there was probably uh it was a tuesday it was a tuesday so that was tuesday, tuesday. and 506 p.m 2011 that was 10 years ago we were i think we were at this house think oh yeah. i don't know it's an odd time I feel like maybe i was Painting. making dinners like you know what sounds good uh, a little bit chachi <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh let's take a look do do i have my calendar events uh back oh my gosh you're right calendar that much then uh let's see i definitely have yeah i went and saw the angels and airwaves movie love uh at the santa barbara film festival in uh in february on february 5th now what day is that compared to when i listened i listened february 7th so what did i do on february 7th that's a monday i delivered a an edit i was working on yeah, um, I got a yeah, bunch man. of birthdays, and this is when I was getting, um, I had payday on Wednesday, so <laughs> I was getting paid yeah, the next maybe. morning at 10 o'clock. I walk into my paycheck right on my desk. Uh, so awesome. Couldn't have, we didn't have direct deposit, so it worked yeah, out. Yeah, n- neither did we. Uh, oh, this is the year I got married, so I, I have a bunch of Runyon Canyon uh, um, entries here. And usually I would do Runyon after Susie at the time was working in Century City. So I would go and do Runyon Canyon. Um, anytime I dropped her off, I would just go, go, go. And then, let's see, I did. Yeah, man, I, did, I have all my calendar stuff. I went and did a market research thing down in Santa Monica on the 19th. 
And then I met up with a buddy that I was working on his reel. I went to the Magic Castle on the 18th. Damn. <laughs> I have one photo Saturday, April 9th, and it's a picture of what looks like uh, something from Antenna TV. So I was still actually, I was probably, this is oh, my I last year that. at the condo. Because this, I, the TV, oh, I took I a picture of it. It, it. You know what it was? I was building. That's what I was doing. I built. You know a fractal antenna? Uh, no. It's so they have these boxes that you can get from Radio Shack that are called project boxes. They're just black boxes with a metal backing on one side, so you can, I guess, you can adhere stuff, or you can, you can have electrical equipment in there, and it's not going to spark. But it's just a box, mm-hmm. and then you take what you would take coat hangers, and you would make four of these, and they looked almost like stars. I think I got it on my Facebook, mm-hmm. but what it did was it was it was almost like an antenna, and it was the perfect spot. So at that condo on the second floor, you had this thing aimed at Mount Wilson, and we got I set it up, plugged it into the TV, and we got I think this is Gidget. That's what I'm watching here, Gidget. Nice. So we had access to all these basically over the air at that point, and so I was very excited about that. So, dude, this is going to be so good. Right. One of our listeners. Is one uh, also check out who I was with uh, that week that I listened to Chachi. I know this guy. Um, <laughs> it's Tom from Angels and Airways and Blink. Um, I took a picture of him at Santa Barbara Film Festival that Monday. I went up to Pebble Beach with my friend Spencer Poole, who was a coworker of mine at the time, listener yes. of this pod, huge Jimmy Eat World fan. Guarantee you that is why we listened to this. Yeah. Track. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, I got all kinds of obscure Jimmy Eat World stuff if you like Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> The case is closed. I've got pictures here. Yeah, man. We went up. Um, I don't know if you follow golf. Uh, what was funny was Spencer really followed golf, so he was so excited to be on the shoot. We went up to Pebble Beach. We were shooting a um, office-style single-camera comedy with golf commentator David Faraday, and we had so we had been uh, greenlit to film a pilot uh, by the Golf Channel. And they were going to try to produce original content and do this scripted comedy series. And it was really good. And we got, um, uh, he just passed away recently. Oh, he's one of uh, Fred Willard. He played the, uh, we cast him as the uh, head of the network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he was giving all these notes and stuff. And it was a fun thing. And uh, the guy that directed it, this guy, Jeff Nelson, um, he, uh, ah, classic pod uh humor thing he created the show open for home improvement really um that was his like claim that was like his big big claim to fame he's done a zillion things but that was like the big thing that jeff nelson Uh um so he yeah (laughs) um he uh he was the creator of this golf network show he was friends with david faraday david faraday hilarious dude super nice guy he rides like 60 miles a day on his bike at least he did at that time i don't know Uh, i don't know if he still does um, but, uh, yeah, that was really cool. Super inspiring, fun dude. So anyway, that was what I was doing the last time I listened to this track or one of the last times I listened to this track. <laughs> so, uh, let's jump in. Yeah. I'll ask questions okay. while I listen to you. Tell me about this track. All right. So here we go. Um, we'll start with the lyrics and these ones actually came from genius. So it's nothing that we had to go through and decipher. So oh, I think sweet. for the most part, they are correct. There were a couple of things I had questions about. Um, and I don't know if you wanted to listen to the full track. You know what? Why don't we do this? Let's listen to the track and pause and talk about the lyrics there that we, we heard. Sounds good to me. 
Do you want, uh, how about I I drive? You do it. I want to go into. Suppose I drive. You seen those uh not Walmart U-Haul trucks? <laughs> Suppose you drive. Suppose I drive. All right, here we go. Sick intro. Let me know if you want a little more volume there. Perfect. All right, sweet. Classic demo tape song. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to let him finish that thought. There I guess. we go. You got you. You paused it at the right <laughs> spot. So, um, I've broken this up into a couple spots, and I, this is labeled as the chorus. Um, already. Yes. So it starts off here. Oh, we open with the chorus. The chorus oh, shows snap. up, but then there's this thing. There's verse one, and then there's an unlabeled portion, which is maybe the second half of verse one. I have no idea. <laughs> so this thing's all over the place. Uh, so this is the first half of the chorus. Then take me clear up, toss me off. The tower that is 40 oh stories tall, so I'm plastered to the floor. Uh, much like the song kind of barrels its way in, you know, album opener. I think this this individual is in a daze, and he needs some kind of sense knocked into him. And he's he's asking to be floored or taken by surprise. Take me up there, drop me, and lay me out on the floor. So I'm asking you, floor me. Get me out of this daze. Go ahead and continue. All right, so that seems like a good break yeah. part. I must confess, I'm not impressed with your everlasting line. I thought lie very clearly has an N in there, so it's with your everlasting line. Mm. Uh, I think they're saying, take a step back. View from a distance. Uh, has anything changed? Is there any difference? Are you not entertained? I must confess, I'm not <laughs> impressed with your everlasting line. Uh, and then the next line that you're going to get to in a sec is take, draw, take a look now. So I think take, draw, is maybe like take a moment, draw from the cigarette, take a look now, mm. uh, you know, and then take a look. So pause, reflect, and then view what's before you. Let's take a listen to that. very mall rats yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good memory this would be in like a, a 90s like yeah oh, man teen romp yeah god that cover i gotta look at the cover now <laughs> i gotta look at that cover <laughs> mall rats 1995 <gasps> yeah jason lee there it is yeah, man. i don't know why i get this movie skateboarder mixed. jason lee i get this movie mixed up with um clerks uh no what's what's the brendan fraser one where they uh they take over the station airheads yeah, yeah, I don't know why I get those. Oh, I would never yeah, confuse those. Oh, man. Airhead's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Take, draw, take a look now. And yep. then we jump into verse one. You can go ahead and play the rest. So verbose. I know this song. Yes, it's right. at least right. at uh, least. So four can we talk about how uh, this is Mitch Porter on drum uh, on uh, bass, yeah. right? Um, 
uh, absolutely cleaning the glass, yeah, man. dude. That's what we used to say in high school. This dude is <laughs> taking taking it for a walk. Yeah, and you can hear in the uh, in between <laughs> in between uh, the lyrics, uh, you can hear Tom playing what sounds like uh, octaves, but going up and go wee wee. So really, uh, I mean, for as far as Tom goes, playing a pretty sick mean beat beat. Yeah, man. Um, some lines there. So this is uh, verse one. Let's label this verse one. Watch me melt from a man to boy, and I'm always on the honor society with everything and anything around, but no attention drawn. And it sounds like, watch me melt from man to boy. Maybe he's a goody two-shoes or some kind of honor student, always in the honor society, uh, and he's got access to pretty much anything, but doesn't draw any attention. In, in other words, nobody cares. I'm, I'm this straight-A student. I'm going to be valedictorian, uh, but nobody cares. Everything and everything and anything around, no attention drawn. I don't draw any attention. I'm just white noise, a face in the crowd. Yeah. Sorry, you know what I was doing right now? What was that? Writing to one Mitch Porter. Oh, yeah? To see if I could get him on the pod because, man, is he taking it for a walk. Yeah. I can't get over it. <laughs> Go ahead and play a little more. <clears throat> Here we go. Right. Double time, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think, so do you think that that's um, the so don't ask why in the middle? Do you think that's Mitch screaming into the mic from afar? Oh. So don't I, ask why. That'd be sick. Right? Very punk well, rock. Well, hopefully we can find out from one yeah. Miss, uh, one young Mitch Porter. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, my mind immediately goes to, oh, is that Jim back there? Just early Jim? Right. Let's mm-hmm. listen to it again real yeah. quick. <laughs> it's kind of like open and breathy enough that I, I obviously don't know what young Mitch right uh, sounds like. Um, so don't but, uh, ask why. It's a yeah. cool thing in there, and also there's a there's a guitar chord that Tom plays on that second line. How and why we shouldn't be amazed. That sounds really cool. Um, but the whole thing mm. that it goes double time. I love that. So these are the lyrics. Yeah. I'm just curious how and why we shouldn't be amazed. So don't ask why. Tucked in, slick back, heart attack, yet no one seems to care. So now I think what we're getting into is this guy sounds like a heartthrob. Almost like, and I didn't really talk about the the title of the song and how that plays into it, Chachi. If this is maybe about, a little bit about um, Happy Days, uh, Mm -hmm. this could be Fonza's character, right? Tucked in, slick back, heart attack. Ooh, man, gives me a heart attack, yet no one seems to care. So this guy's a heartthrob, and no one sees. Does no one see how good looking this man is? Right? You and I agree. Nick Hexum is a beautiful human being. That's what I. Oh imagine. my god! Who who looks like that? <laughs> you kind of look like that, and it's infuriating. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Uh, and, and he's practically a zaddy, right? This dude. Um, yes. Yet still, nobody cares. So again, this is the second part where it's a different person in this scenario, and uh, and still, no one cares. Yeah. So then we have the chorus again, which which we'll go through. Yep. 
You're right. Very Mike Dirt. Yeah. Tom DeLonge utilized that. Oh, is this new yeah. lyric? Very food Foo Fighters this part. Oh yeah. It's a great ending. Yeah. That's just, that I mean, was very Foo Fighters that outro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would agree with that. Very Foo Fighters. Made my way back home and learn to fly. <laughs> so aside from tucked in slick back heart attack, I think this is a contender for best lyric line in the song. Scene expiration come to affect ventilation. <laughs> Scene expiration come to affect <laughs> ventilation. I think uh, make me sweet thing. So don't ask why. Goodbye. And it's like goodbye. The really yeah. cool vocal line in there. Um, is this an end to everything? Expiration. So let's say death to affect ventilation. Is that breathing? Is like the end of someone's life when, when expiration has come to affect their ventilation. Um, uh, on a ventilator, even uh, pleading to become something sweet here. Make me a sweet thing. Make me a sweet memory. But then at the very end, it's like goodbye. And I think it's the whole song is, is talking about individuals who are just you, you would never really know them from one other person they just they're just even though this one's a heartthrob and this one's a, a straight a student they're just individuals no one really cares they live they do their thing and then they die goodbye so very quick um i, I do think that chachi though has some play into um happy days i do because what other yeah. chachi it's, it's too random yeah, right it yeah, is that's not a normal name right and so real quick let me look at that so i did look up chachi as uh, this is oh. from kidaddle.com baby names the meaning of chachi uh okay so it says the name chachi is of american origin and is typically a name given to baby boys the meaning of chachi is free man at first it was a nickname for charles However, it has since become a name in its own right. Other meanings are gentleness and youthfulness. In English, it translates to mystery, mysterious one. And in Spanish, chachi means great or cool. And then chachi made it to the United States uh, list of names in 1980. A character in the American sitcom Happy Days is named Charles Chachi Arcola. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Charles... Danny and Jess just talked about this on Sadie Hawkins Pod because Reliant K... Did a cover of the Charles and Charge theme song, and they talked a lot about Scott Bayo, <laughs> a lot about problematic Scott Bayo, <laughs> and a lot about uh, Charles and Charge was one show and got reworked and relaunched as a new show, like where I think like the original premise was just thrown out the window and no one acknowledged it. Is Chachi? The same Charles and Charles in charge? No. Seems weird. Well, look, I mean, okay, you're, you're talking, we would know by the last name, right? Oh, I guess so. Well, who's Charles in charge? That's what I'm going to look at his right na- now. His last name is not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I poured so it's a Arcola. lot of gin. It's a- <laughs> I, I poured a lot of gin. 
<laughs> God, man. This is 84 to 90. Uh, Charles Chachi in charge. <laughs> as Charles. I don't know. Of, what is, I'm, you have to look it up. What? Of the Scottsdale in charges, right? <laughs> Charles in charge. <laughs> Charles N. Charge. All right. Okay. Um, what is Ch- Charles' last name in Charles in Charge? <laughs> I gotta, gotta look it up. Uh, it's never New boy mentioned in the neighborhood. <gasps> it's never Check mentioned. this out. Charles's last name is never mentioned. In fact, at times the writers had to go out of their way to avoid mentioning this or his mother's surname. This led people to think that Scott Bale was once again playing the role of Charles Arcola, aka Chachi <laughs> from Happy Days. And so they weren't necessarily the same character, but the writers were actively yes. keeping the mystery. And I love that they went great. out of their way. <laughs> That's great. That and Bob Blah Blah yeah. are the greatest things Scott Bayo's ever done. I, I, and I still go back to the Bob Blah 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 blog. <laughs> That's a low blow, Blah Blah. <laughs> I mean, God, I re- I avoided Arrested Developments for so long. And wh- why? And it's just so good. I don't know why because I I'm better than everybody. Like, dude, there's so many random jokes where like there's a scene when maybe. And George Michael go to see Liz Cousins Dangerous at the movie theater. And I don't even remember why I took a screen grab. Because it wasn't for the reason that I noticed, which is Maybe's handbag in that scene in the movie theater is made out of denim shorts. Uh huh. And her father, Tobias Funke, a never nude, wears <laughs> denim shorts in the shower. It's just... And it's never acknowledged that this is happening in that scene. I couldn't believe the level of detail that. Never that's, who is that? Is that Mitch Hurwitz and uh, Ron Howard? Right. Yeah. Look at that. Classic. Yeah. Look at us. Okay. Um. Uh. Real quick, just because I I am opening my links as I go. Um. I I am want to read the old descriptions of the self titled EP or of the of the releases from the archived websites sure. so this is as stated on jimmyeatworld.com october 1st 2003 jimmy eat world self-titled release date 1994 no date just 1994 uh label wooden blue records credits info none notes this was our first full length on cd only it is more on the pop punk side of things currently out of print will let you know if and when this gets repressed. Don't hold your breath, because it's not our best stuff, if you know what I mean. Um, so that does make me think, though, Justin, that the Jimmy Eat World self-titled LP was later in the year, if I'm not mistaken. The demo cassette was January 94. And then we determined that 1234 was middle August-ish, 1994, which we got confirmation from Jeremy Yoakum, and the Jimmy World self-titled LP, I believe, is late 94. That's and but this one's still the wee hours of the morning. This is not the wee hours. That I was believe the, tape, the demo, the demo tape, tape was wee hours. With the crayon drawing is okay. uh, is the wee hours of uh, 1990 uh, January 1994. So mid ep housekeeping. There we go. But uh, yeah. still important uh, things. Um, but I did I I uh, you know I'm not. One to uh, to uh, shirk um, uh, information when uh, I can't spell Chachi for the life of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, currently going through all my links. So anyway, that's uh, that's all. I have. You could probably hear that, right? Shit, sorry. You can hear my failed search attempts. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. No. <laughs> Boink. 
Oh, you don't hear that? Okay, nope. good. <laughs> All right, sweet. Uh, let's see if the waveform is in audition. This is good content for everybody. No, it's not. Okay, great. I must not have routed system sounds through loopback. Oh. All right, sweet. All right. Um, anything else on Joni Love Ch- Loves Chachi? Um, on that track. Or are you talking about the show, Joni Loves Chachi? I, I didn't know if there was anything else. I know you pulled the etymology of the name itself. but I did. Uh, let's before? see. I've got one thing from... I guess this kind of falls into the community, but I have on the full album in... Oh, this this is why I mentioned it. Because this, al- this album showed up in the punk subreddit oh. six years ago from Philososaurus Rexicus. And so <laughs> it's completely different. I know I'm sure they're familiar with... There's a lot of people in that. There are how many? 183,000 readers in that sub. And so I'm sure a good percentage of them are familiar with Jimmy world, but it does show up there and it was pretty well received. Joe beef says this needs to be reissued. Um, <laughs> and Philososaurus Rexica says, I agree. It's so radically different from all their subsequent releases, which isn't to say that I don't enjoy them too, for totally different reasons. Get it. CMD CM Danner says, I had no idea they used to sound like this. Uh, and then a deleted account. Uh, this is when Tom Linton, their rhythm guitarist, sang lead vocals. They have two guitarists, and they just switched who sang lead vocals around the same time they got really famous. Yeah. Uh, tongue extended, old school style emoji. And then Abe Vigoda. <laughs> always love a good Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda weighing <laughs> yeah. in. I love this it. This is such a good album. Jew gets a lot of hate, but their early stuff got them noticed. It's too bad that they're just crappy pop emo now. You can definitely spot hey. the early influences of bands like Jawbreaker, Sam I Am, Sunny Day Real Estate, Seaweed, Super Chunk. Sweet. Little Abe Bogota. So that's why I popped that one in. It showed up in punk. Sweet. Classic punk. Um, all right, sweet. What else you got, Justin? Uh, okay, there is... I'm feverishly opening uh, okay. <laughs> bookmarks. Yeah. Um, so other notes. Oh, I did... Oh, who was it? Was it Justin... In Discord, I can't remember which user it was. This, let me see if I can find the dates timestamp on this. They had asked again a question of somebody. Is there a date for this? I can't tell, and I can can't really tell by how I look. Oh, this was uh, October twelfth, twenty twenty one. They had asked, "Can someone show me how to play uh, Chachi?" I hadn't heard it before, right? And it, so I listened to the track again on YouTube and quickly put something together with my. Um, my Gibson SG. And it sounds pretty cool. I mean, I'll, I'll play a little couple clips of it. Here's the intro. Open D. Then it goes to this E9 sus4, but I found that the chord that they have there, same hand formation, but there's an added, uh, on the D string, they actually play this is basically a Pinkerton. This is me playing Pinkerton. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like Pinkerton, yeah. Let me see if there's any part where I actually play the damn guitar. And then the last chord is the C, which is your standard open C here. All right, I gotta play now. So we play with that intro first. Let's start with the intro. So the intro is just the notes. I'm tired. I came across that was like six and a half minutes. You know, it ends up being just way longer 
You're like, oh, I'll put together a two minute yeah, two, totally. and then like <laughs> seven minutes later, and you got to do a little bit of editing. <laughs> yep, exactly. That was me in October. <laughs> but they were very appreciative of me studying that. So I had that. Um, what have you been feverishly opening? Anything good? Uh, so um, I pulled up <laughs> Josh Ruiz. This is getting in a community-ish session. Okay. Session. Uh, Natasha Melissa on March 23rd, 2020 says, So Zach on the live said you wanted us to tell you what we'd like you to play. Can we list them here? And Josh Ruiz this is in the Jimmy Eat World official group. This is the one that we got invited to by Joyce. So this is like yeah, elite, legit. elite. Uh, Josh Ruiz says, play Chachi. Uh, <laughs> and got a like from Emery Rhodes. Um, so that's the only mention of Chachi on this. Uh, although, hold on. There's two. It's it's finding two Chachis on this page. Oh, the other is my search of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Josh Ruiz. Play Chachi. Since you've gone into uh, Facebook category or uh, Facebook town, there's a couple of screenshots I have. Can you can you guess of of all of our listeners? And I'll give you another hint: um, friends of the pod, contributors of the pod, so uh, past past uh, fans, hopefully still current fans. Can you guess who <laughs> would say Chachi uh, put Chachi on a list? Um, this is a, oh, I have a fun little conversation starter. Jew has 10 albums out now. Let's suppose that they're playing a 20 song set list using two songs from each album. Which ones do you think would make your ideal set list? Also, they'll play four encore songs that came from any B-side album or otherwise in case you need a little help here. First track on I'm this. I see Joshman, Joshman PD. Very close. Uh, I, oh. Ben Foot. <laughs> ben Foot, classic. Yeah, same classic. level, same level of, uh, fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah, he put here my selections in order. Uh, and first one's Chachi. So, Chachi, Cars, 17, Robot Factory, Clarity, Blister, Get It Faster, Sweetness, Nothing Wrong, 23, Carry You, Let It Happen, My Best Theory, Invented, Appreciation, Please Say No, Pass the Baby, Get Right, 555, and Criminal Energy. And uh, their encore is Disintegration, You, Opener, and then Congratulations, which he says, best ending song ever. Nice. Yeah. The other one I have is from Courtney Smith, May 6th, 2021. She, you know, she's, the, I believe, the Polar Queen, right? That's true. It's time for the redo of the album track poll. So this will be asking you to pick your favorite track, one, two, et cetera, but without options from Clarity, Bleed, American Futures. Oh, and I'm adding in Stay On My Side Tonight. There was a request for B-sides, but I haven't quite worked out how to include them. I'll get them in a separate poll. It's going to be fun how, to see how this comes out. My bet is Chase This Light will heavily feature. Uh, let's see if I'm right. And here is track one. The options were Disintegration, Big Casino, Surviving, Heart is Hard to Find, Appreciation, Thinking That's All, You With Me, and Chachi. Can you guess how many votes Chachi got? Oh, four. <laughs> Zero. Oh, <laughs> no man. No one picked it, probably because they had a tough time finding it. Yeah, right. You know? So, yeah, uh, Disintegration won with 70 votes. Uh, you With Me actually had four votes, which I love that track. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finding the four votes. Yeah. Number. And Chachi. Um, I did find Brad's one-man band. A uh, previous guest of the pod, uh, October seventeenth, twenty sixteen, randomly uh, posted in the gym, in the chorus.fm forum post for Integrity Blues uh, album. Chachi is a great album opener. He posts October seventeenth, twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is a Chachi reference I found in uh, in. Uh, on Chorus FM, I do see something here. Let's see. Uh, nope, nope, 
nope. Uh, unfortunately, I don't get the context, but somebody says, what about Chachi? Uh, February 20th, 2017, in the politics thread on Chorus of <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I love it when people uh, spell it like this. There's a place out here called Chi-Chi's, and, okay. and I think they spell it C-H-I-C-H-I. And uh, so seeing it spelled out like this, it makes me think of that in one, one pasta. And uh, this is favorite track off of self-titled 1994 album. This is the uh, Jimmy World subreddit submitted a year ago by a Terra MPIW. Uh, think mine would be either Chachi. Patches for reason 346, especially the second half, which is sort of peak into what their sound would evolve into. Yeah. Um, uh, Emmy 2018. So uh, Emily uh, says, Usury and Chachi are my top two from that album. Listening to their catalog and order is amazing. I've only done it once, but their growth is amazing. Technoir Light Chachi is a track that appears in my head most often. Next is House Arrest, reason 346 and Crooked. I'm, I'm on that with reason 346. That's such a banger. Yeah, I remember episode three. We were like, uh, is this song yeah. like, really good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that's all the mentions of Cha Chi in that one from Sweet. there. Sweet. So it gets some love. Sweet. Uh, let's take a look here if uh, Toon Bat has Cha Chi here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing recorded on setlist.fm. Uh huh. Nothing on the Jimmy World Wiki. Nothing on <laughs> Song Facts. <laughs> Song Meanings has three comments here. Let's take a look. Uh, anybody heard the song? Is it any good? Says Honesty or Honesty or Mystery. User Honesty or Mystery, May 19th, 2002. I like that. Had not heard it. Uh, Jimmy's Girl says, yeah, I've heard it. Pretty odd. Pretty old. Think I found it on Napster forever ago. Good. Not their best, but heck, I like everything out there. So, <laughs> yeah, good. And uh, then Jarboff. Uh, this is the last comment, June 20th, 2002. Ah, uh, the golden Napster days. I love that we were nostalgic for Napster in 2002. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? So I good. think we've talked about this several times. I, I never used Napster. I used everything else. Me neither. I was a Kazaman. Yeah. I used, yeah, LimeWire, Kazaa, and then BearShare first. But yeah, I never went. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. If it was, there was, I feared it. Like using it, there would be some kind of way that they'd catch me. Oh, everyone's on Napster; they're gonna yeah, right. catch me. Uh, and then so yeah, I, backed I guess off. me too. Yeah, yeah. LimeWire and Kazaa were like the the places, man. Yeah, but you were like a bear Sherman. I was a bear Sherman. Uh, yes, I really yeah, liked I the little icon. I never go there. So happy bear. Chachi does exist on the Ace repertory, though. Um, it has its own work ID and everything. It's a Richard E. Birch track. It's a do I get a pickle with that music track. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't say when it got entered into this like did they go back and purchase their own or like set up the rights to their old demo stuff like i doubt wooden blue i doubt the yokums uh put this into the ASCAP right. registry <laughs> uh with wooden blue records but uh it's in there speaking of which and um, you know what i'll i'll jump over to that one um please so there is a comment here i'm sorry post uh same subreddit from Mr. Colty five two years ago. What are the chances we ever see the 1994 album on streaming services? And this is probably what I would say. Uh, Finding Jingo says, I hope they they do. I'd like a re-release of it. For real, Chachi is a banger. And then Pebble Swift yells out, toss me off the tower that is 40 stories tall. Um, and then here, speaking the truth, PMC 64, Wooden Blue Records doesn't exist anymore, so zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right and that's what it comes down to slim to none yeah, it's uh it ain't gonna happen so yeah no. you, 
It don't exist, so it ain't gonna show up. But luckily, we have YouTube to go to go to. You can even create right. a playlist. Yeah, right. right there. So now here is so it wasn't on what's it called? Uh, oh, I guess it's it's interesting. It's entered here on Get Song BPM, but it doesn't have a uh, an entry. Interesting. Get Song BPM, unlike song. Uh, what was it? Tune Bat um, will have an entry for a song whether or not they have the inter- the information on the song. Uh, so they went through a so that's interesting list yeah yep um okay one more poll this was a month ago from exile on dayton street random poll precision auto versus chachi oh yes yeah. so this person is going through i believe in doing some other sort for form of survivor they yeah. did it on some other reddit uh and uh yeah did you look at the results i did okay not. so precision auto and chachi 22 votes how many do you think chachi got uh how many votes? Now, there were 22 total. Two. Ah, okay. So you're, you're thinking it would lose out, right, to Precision Auto? It did. It got seven, yeah. actually. So it oh, did okay. better than you thought, but still lost out. Uh, Precision Auto got twice as many of those votes. Yeah. Um, twice as many. Yeah, Scotty Danger 22, Precision Auto, because it got me into Super Chunk. <laughs> and there we have it. That That is all of my uh, my social stuff, all the community. Sweet. I'm actually doing uh, my last. Uh, let's see if it's on Jake T. O'Donnell's list. It's not. It doesn't show up in our interview with uh, Davey Von Bolin. Not showing up anywhere, man. Okay. Well, I, you know, if, if you want to keep looking, I, I did put together, because these are these earlier oh, songs, please. I did put yes. together a little game. Oh, yeah. I love a game. Okay. Yeah. We'll play this. This is called, um, what are we going to call this? Happy, what do I call it? Uh, we'll just call it Happy Days. So that's Julio Nena. Is this Weezer? Or no? No? <laughs> All right. Julio Nena uh, did Julio a metal Nena cover of it. it. So it, that's a sweet. It sounds very Weezer. It does. <laughs> okay, David, I've got 10 questions that right, uh, they do increase do. in difficulty or so I think. Um, and l- let's just get to it. There's going to be uh, an answer that you'll give to me. And um, here's question one. Complete the phrase, blank loves Chachi. Uh, who is Joni? <laughs> Let's see. Does this work? Oh, I should have had this set up. Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> <laughs> is that from uh, Zoolander? No, it's from Dodgeball. <laughs> Dodgeball, okay. A different Ben Stiller uh, yeah. vehicle. <laughs> um, Which actor played Chachi? Uh, Scott Bayo. What is Fonzie's full name? Arthur Fonzarelli. Okay, I'll accept that. If you gave, if you got Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli, I would have given oh. you bonus points. But Arthur Fonzarelli now, now, is fine. Now, here's what we can do because we talked about having Robert Leininger on this episode, uh-huh, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll pit we'll pit his score up against mine. So when I have Robert on the show, I will uh, give him my score and tell him Perfect. he has to beat this score. So okay, <laughs> okay. Um, what is Arthur Fonzarelli's signature catchphrase? Hey, <laughs> I have it with a. Uh, Six Y's. So you got that right. <laughs> uh, number five. Terrific. Who said Happy Days is filmed before a live studio audience? Uh, that would have been Richie. Uh, Ron Howard. I thought it was Tom Bosley. Is it? Oh. Is it Richie? I could. Do we have a soundbite? Dang it. No, I couldn't find one. 
let's find one. All right. Okay. Maybe you're right because it does sound like it could have been him too. Damn. I I was I was should have found that let's sound. Take bite. a look. Uh, there's a lot of information about. Let's see. Uh, who said? You could probably look at the first episode, right? Episode one of. Yeah, maybe. Does it happen in the Weezer video? Oh, you know what? Maybe it does. Let's see. Music video. The full one at Spike Jones joint. Here, let's listen at the very beginning. Happy Days is filmed before a live audience. Yes. It is Tom yeah, Bosley. <laughs> so that's Tom Bosley. Yeah. But you're right. You okay. made you had me second guessing myself. I yeah, I can just hear Richie saying, Happy Days is filmed in front of a large studio audience. And maybe or, he- a large studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a medium or small sized. <laughs> Large studio. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Okay. Um, okay, on the on the subject of Mr. Tom Bosley, what kids TV show from the mid-80s did Tom Bosley provide the main character's voice for? Uh David the Gnome. David the Gnome. Did you watch that in its entirety? It's so brutal, the last episode. I watched it. I almost cried. I watched the ending. I did cry. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Did cry when they're telling um the, what's the fox's name um Swift they're yeah, telling Swift dude. go Swift go we can't help you anymore oh. go Swift and all you hear is whimpers from Swift <laughs> oh my God Jesus Christ I know okay yeah we don't have to get there okay which <laughs> version of Windows had Weezer's Buddy Holly packaged in it it had to be ninety five yeah correct ninety five all right sweet. Yes, you're seven for seven. Okay, they're getting a little harder now. Um, okay. <laughs> which city in Wisconsin does Al announce the band is from? Kind of pivot. Kenosha? Ah, damn, you got it. <laughs> oh, shit. You, you might actually get all ten. Let's see. Oh, snap. All right, okay, number nine. Which character of Robin Williams got its start on Happy Days? Mork. Yeah, too easy. I should have moved that one. No, 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 no. Okay, this is the hardest question. What is the name of Richie Cunningham's older brother who was inexplicably written out of the show? Oh, no! <laughs> Robert Lanier is going to get this one. Oh, man. Uh, I swear, if you guess it, I'll bow down. Fred. <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. Dude, I almost said Charles. Are you I, fucking kidding me? I didn't want to give you, give you a hint. I was going to say it's kind of like Chachi. Uh, Damn, wow, okay. I almost said Charles. All right. Well, wow. You might actually get him. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't know which version of uh Windows. You might you, you might uh, Oh, that's true. So that's true. He he would not know that. There you go. So you might actually He only have a just saw kids. that video for the first time and he he texted me. He was going nuts over that, <laughs> over it. <laughs> so there you have oh, it. Man. Uh happy days. Very cool, Julio Nena. Super. All right. Cool. Thanks for playing, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. I love these good quizzes. These are terrific. Um, all right. What else do we have for this song before we? Uh, That's it. Uh, say our good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? We do have covers. We actually have some covers. Sick, dude. Two are covers. Got to be Joshman PD. One of them. Um, no, actually, <laughs> will you do me a favor Can't and look and see if that exists? I will. Yeah. yeah I, in the meantime, I'm going to play a Crooked Forest. She is doing a series where awesome. she reimagines these songs. So this one's this is track eight in my reimagining and recreation of Jimmy Earl's entire discography. So um, 
here we go. Let's play this. This is Crooked Forest. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You get to see this. We're in watch together. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm in it, dude. <laughs> Give me this Windows 98 screensaver. <laughs> yeah. in this screensaver thing. This looks just like yeah. the Windows 98 ones, doesn't it? God, it's psychedelic, dude. like it into it yes now dude you were able to find um joshman pd no man there's only uh four entries at all and the other is from our boy <laughs> adam thomas thomas adam heap that's him i gotta i gotta queued up ready let's hear it all right here we go where's my bard fetch my bard <laughs> Which episode did we have him on? I 
don't recall. Let's find out. Caveman, 41. How'd you find it? I went to our discography page. Yes, JimmyPod.com slash discography searched heap. <laughs> to uh, watch this guy on YouTube called Dentalux uh, and he did NES game reviews and his he was I think it was from Gibraltar that area so I, I, I imagine like uh, I think like England that area yeah it sounds a lot like him <laughs> so anytime I hear Thomas Thomas Heap Adam Heap I think of uh, Dentalux his whole channel got wiped Wow. Yeah, and then he never got back into it. Just so peaceful hearing his voice. I'm still going through my calendar from February 2011. Oh, yeah? I moonlighted so much. Just edits? Edits. Fucking all the edits. <laughs> oh, I had a meeting with Robert February 20th, March 26th, 2011, about a blog we would do, oh, which became <laughs> Remain Seated, Please. So good. Ugh. Love it. Did Disneyland with Addison for his birthday that year. <laughs> well, that's that's all I... Oh, you know what? I did put together a... Do you want to listen to my rave DJ? Yeah, let's see. Right, let's hear. Would you all, mix it with? Let's see if you can tell. This is all my chachi. <laughs> is all my loving? No, nah, you'll be able to tell. Oh. Oh, nice. Chachi. <laughs> and that's Chachi. Yeah. I think it's a good call, dude. Yeah. Such a good album. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh, 
Okay, now I'm looking at some uh, Joni Loves Chachi lore while I make my ra- ra- rave DJ. Um, so, do you remember the name of the person who plays Chachi? Chachi? Well, yeah, that's yeah. Scott Bayo. Oh, I mean, uh, Joni. <laughs> the <laughs> um, other one. Yeah, that, uh, oh gosh, no, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Her name's Erin Morin. Or Aaron Morin Fleischman. She passed away April 22nd, 2017. Uh, her brother, Tony Morin, uh, played the unmasked Michael Myers in the 1978 version of Halloween. Uh, there was a Happy Days lawsuit I'm interested in. On April 19th, 2011, Moran, I don't know if it's Morin, Moran, I'm saying it all the ways. Uh, three of her Happy Days co-stars, Donnie Most, Anson Williams and Marion Ross and the estate of Tom Bosley, who died in 2010, filed a $10 million breach of contract lawsuit against CBS, which owns the show. The suit claimed that the cast members had not been paid merchandising revenues owned under their contract owed under their contracts. Revenues included those from the show related items such as comic books, T-shirts, scrapbooks, trading cards, games, lunchboxes, dolls, toy cars, magnets, greeting cards, and DVDs with the cast members' likenesses on the box covers. Their contracts entitled the actors to be paid 5% of the net proceeds of merchandising if a single actor's likeness was used, and half that amount if the cast members were pictured in a group. CBS said it owed the actors between $8,500 and $9,000 each, most of it from slot machine revenues, but the group said they were owed millions. The lawsuit was initiated after Ross was informed by a friend playing slots at a casino of a Happy Days machine on which players won the jackpot when five Marion Rosses were rolled. <laughs> In October 2011, the judge rejected the group's claim of fraud, thereby eliminating the possibility of recouping millions of dollars in damages. On June 5th, 2012, a judge denied a motion to dismiss filed by uh, CBS, which meant the case would go to trial on June on July 17th, if not settled by then. But in July 2012, the actors settled their lawsuit with CBS. Each received a payment of $65,000 and a promise from CBS to continue honoring terms of their contracts. Um, in 1987, Moran 
married Rocky Ferguson. They divorced in 93. Later that year, she married Stephen Fleischman. Uh, after Happy Days, Joni and Joni Loves Chachi were canceled. Moran moved from Los Angeles to the California mountains. She said in 1988 that she suffered from depression and was unable to get acting roles. Moran confirmed news reports that her California home was foreclosed in 2010. Following media claims that she had been served eviction papers and moved into her mother-in-law's trailer home in Indiana in 2017, Variety Magazine said she had fallen on hard times in recent years. She was reportedly kicked out of her trailer park home in Indiana because of her hard partying ways. On April 22, 2017, authorities in Corydon, Indiana, were alerted about an unresponsive female later identified as Moran. She was later pronounced dead at the age of 56. An autopsy report from the Harrison County Coroner indicated the cause of death to be complication, complications of stage 4 squamous cell carcinoma of the throat. Um, I'll get to that, what I was doing there in a second. Um, toxicology. Uh, so the squamous cell carcinoma, my mom had that, but she had it on her nose. Um, uh, this is of the throat. Toxicology testing showed that no illegal narcotics were involved in her death. No illegal substances were found in Moran's home. Moran's husband, in an open letter released through her co-star Scott Bayo, confirmed that she had experienced symptoms of throat cancer around Thanksgiving 2016 and deteriorated rapidly from that point, and the facilities that had unsuccessfully attempted to treat her cancer had not made anyone aware of how badly the cancer had metastasized. That is a bummer, yeah. but she had quite an illustrious career. Um, before we listen to my rave DJ, let's listen to what uh, spawned it, which is I don't remember the show Joni Loves Chachi. Uh, so let's listen to the theme song to Joni Loves Chachi. All right. Um, and are you familiar with this theme song at all? Probably not, but we'll see. Yeah, I always um, every time I think of the show Joni Loves Chachi, I think of the song Papa Loves Mambo. <laughs> Papa loves Mambo. Sh- I I really wanted to just be Joni loves Chachi, bum, 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 bum. but I don't think it's gonna be that. So let's take a listen and ruin my brain cannon. <laughs> this is a bummer show open. Oh, they got a duet, right? Something magic. Are they doing an uh, All in the Family show open? I think it's with Cheers and it's like Cheers meets All in the Family because they're playing piano and singing together. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy, microphones. This is very much, uh, this is like a Grease. Hey, Ellen Travolta. Whoa, Travolta. This is a long intro. Oh, and you know what? Very much Carpenters, too. There's so many different elements that are blended into this. Yeah. 
Oh, this. Yeah, so that's no. Does this show take place in the seventies or something? Huh? I don't get it. <laughs> it doesn't look like the fifties, like Happy Days, but it's a spinoff of a fifties television show. How weird. So anyway, <laughs> I made a rave to Jay of <laughs> Chachi loves Chachi opening theme. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Chachi loves Chachi. This is not going to be good. No, not at all. Wait for the train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) It's trying to wedge its way in there, man. Is it working, David? It's working way better than it should. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, I'm going to look up Scott Baio hot takes. Just see what comes up. Uh, GMA hot hot list. Actor Scott Baio denies former co-stars. Oh, God. (laughs) This is bad. Did you you say problematic Scott Baio? Is he he a... He's a sex pest. So, um, oh wow! <laughs> let's uh, let's take a look at this sex pest <laughs> video. <laughs> That's an old Blink One Fifty Five reference. Um, uh, I'll read you the headline here. All right. uh, <laughs> sex pest. All right. JMA hot list. Actor Scott Baio denies former co-stars sexual assault allegations. Here's your sixty seconds. Your sixty second hot list from GMA oh today. Nicole says she has no doubt she was under 18 mm. when the two of you had sex. You say she was 18, and you also say you have proof. I do have proof. Nicole Leggett was born in January of 1972. Charles in Charge ended in the fall of 1990. That would have made her an adult. And she said that it happened long after Charles in Charge was done. Those are her words. All right, huh. well, there it is. So I do remember this. Nicole Eggert accused him of statutory rape and grooming on the set of Charles in Charge. And uh, and there it is. So hmm. uh, not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what the top. Uh, if I just search Scott Baio on YouTube, what comes up? As, as the uh, suggested. Oh, he's on the Adam Carolla show. Ah, get it ah, on. Yeah. Got a battery. Can just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> get a battery Scott, line around can't, can you just shut up for a minute here? I want to hear the background here. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Scott Bayo, Happy Days actor, performed one man show at Broadway Palm seven days ago. So that's what Scott Bayo is doing now. He's going to perform a one man show at Broadway Palm. I don't know what that is, but it's from ABC7 SWFL. So I'm assuming that's in Florida somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that just about tracks. That's in Fort Myers, Florida. So, <laughs> yep. Scott Bayo gonna Scott Bayo, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that is all I have for Chachi. Sweet, um, dude. In what I was able to pull up. Um, anything else? Uh, what are your final thoughts if uh, you don't have anything else? Yeah, I don't have uh, anything else. This is a great opening track. I need to give this album more listens. On my list of things to do, David, I have... Um, I need to put together 
the albums on iTunes so I can have them on my phone and listen to them. Yeah. And that and just have easier access because it's it's not fair to this band. If only there were a streaming service that would allow <laughs> right, right, such right. A, a radical idea. I'm so embedded here, in Spotify. It ain't happening. <laughs> There's so you've got music yes. and you have a platform. Yeah. What Justin, just hear me out. Uh-huh. What if we could put those things together? Yeah, you know what? It sounds like somebody would think of it. Maybe one day yeah. someone will. Yeah, like tunes that you own. Yeah, could I could? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so like they wouldn't be my tunes, right? They'd be, more be I, your tunes, <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, but this is a great track. Um, I would go as far as say it's on top tier with Reason Three Forty Six for this album. Um, I love saying Chachi, and uh, yeah, I think this is an excellent album. Chachi. What about you, man? Chachi. Uh, it's a terrific opening track, like you said. Um, I agree. I think uh, this and Reason 346 are absolute reasons to put this record on. Uh, uh, I, I started to say that Tom DeLong does a lot of what uh, Tom and or Jim are doing on this track, which they're doing that half step, uh, like that stretched power chord up to yeah. a regular power chord. Yeah. Um, that's like a standard blink thing. That, oh, like um, uh, the easiest way to uh, point out a blink song that does that is stay together for the kids. Um, yeah. Drops down to the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an yeah. opposite of a walk down. It's coming back up. Yeah. Boo. That's right. um, okay. Um, so yeah, that's a, uh, uh, that alone makes me be like, I love seeing, people's influences on their sleeves and that's that's that there and so uh a terrific track was had by all here on the 1994 self-titled cd um (laughs) released on wooden blue records i knew all of that (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah without any further ado uh unlike scott bayo please continue to be excellent to each other (laughs) and party on dudes Welcome, friends, listeners. Uh, today we have an incredibly special guest. We have the one and only Mitch Porter, the original uh, bassist for the band. Our first, in fact, our first member of the band to sit down with us. Uh, even after Jim had uh, had said, looked me straight in the eyes and said, yes, I'll come on the podcast. Still have yet to have that gentleman on this, but we'll get him and Zach and Rick and then maybe Tom. But right now, today, we have Mitch Porter. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Do you want to do you want to do a second take on that and add a former member of Jimmy World on that? Well, <laughs> I think that I think that constitutes the second yeah. take. Yeah. <laughs> in our mind, in our mind, you should. I mean, <laughs> I don't, don't want to confuse any listeners at this point. <laughs> Did well. you see that we had an episode where we had James Adkins as a guest? Yeah, we're all about <laughs> we confusing <confused>. our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just another week. <laughs> We literally had a James Atkins on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so the song this week is Chachi, and it got us sort of thinking. We reached out to you a couple months ago when we happened upon a couple Facebook pages of high school reunions. And okay. I said, oh, my gosh, why haven't we just straight up asked Mitch Porter? And so after one of our episodes, sometimes Justin and I will have a couple cocktails and we'll just be shooting the shit. And... 
I said, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to message him right now. <laughs> and so you were kind enough uh, to respond and said, yeah, sure, maybe I'll do it. And when we were listening to Chachi, I couldn't get I am a bass player myself. And so oh, I was going gaga well, over your uh, your bass lines on this. And I was like, oh, we got to have him on for this. <laughs> <laughs> David had paused and said, dude, Mitch is taking this thing for a walk. And uh, it's it's a it's a rough rougher mix, but you can definitely hear you coming through, and uh, you're very prominent in this uh, opening track. Yeah, I think a lot of those were we were kind of hitting them in one take type. We're very proud of our sound live, so a lot of times on in recording it was okay. We're gonna we got one shot. We're gonna do this one take, and that's what you get. A lot of. Uh, Spontaneous tempos. <laughs> um, at that time, uh, and I, I just finished Dan Ozzy's book, Sellout, where there's a whole chapter about Jimmy Eat World. Are you familiar with the book at all? I know the book. Um, yeah, I feel like one of my friends recommended it to me recently. I have it's not read it, though. It's terrific. You come up a little bit in the in the chapter, because the, the, the premise of the book is it uh, talks about local darlings and their first major label record and that transition. And so uh, in that, Static Prevails is uh, sort of discussed. And it starts with Lorne Israel sort of lamenting his, licking his wounds from missing having signed Beck. He lost Beck to Geffen and was looking for the next thing and picked up the Christie Front Drive 7-inch from Aaron's mm -hmm. Records in Hollywood. And yep. at the minute he dropped the needle down on digits, like lost his mind and like mm -hmm. told Craig Aronson, like find me this band. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it's a really I fun. I remember listen. that show. He was, he's a very tall man in a sea of high school kids. It was at the Nile. <laughs> yeah. And I can remember him just standing about five people back from the stage. And he was like the adult in the room, you know? <laughs> that's it, what's funny is uh um dan ozzy the writer of sellout interviewed uh jeremy yokum and who mm. said the exact same thing he said oh, this no guy kidding. stood out <laughs> in the crowd <laughs> like like yeah i mean you lived it you were there but <laughs> I, was, I was there yeah came up came up to us afterwards invited us to have breakfast the next day and the rest is history oh so rad Damn. um so that obviously culminated in a whole lot of things that was a big life decision for you and did not end it ended up kind of converging along two different paths. What we're sort of interested in is going backward if you're mm -hmm. cool with that. Yeah. And and sort of clearing up some of the th some of the patchwork that Justin and I have sort of mangled together. So like I wrote a couple <laughs> notes down from like uh there was there was a sonic pudding which became I ate the sandbox, which became shown theory. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I just, it, my my eyes just started tearing. Is, <laughs> how how does and oh wow that you guys are well we're pretty good yeah <laughs> you guys are fans there you go all right I don't so, know if there was a question in there let's hear it it's 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 more like where. Where do the bands diverge and converge? Because, you know, a, a, a huge narrative of the band is that Jim and Zach knew each other from preschool. Mm -hmm. But 
they weren't always in the same bands. And at according to the book, now this is the f- most fresh thing in my mind, and I was telling Justin before we jumped on the call, we've done deep dives into the past, and then that was years ago at this point, <laughs> for as right. long as we've been doing the show. My, my recent memory is literally this book that I just finished, <laughs> and it talked about how Zach was playing with Tom, and they were looking for a bassist, brought Jim in, and Jim was like, ah, I kind of like want to play guitar. And then you filled in what became Jimmy Eat World. And uh, is that sort of your memory of how that version of the band ended up forming? Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the probably the quick tale. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how detailed you want on the history lesson, but, I mean, but those, uh, are, those are true. <laughs> And from the now, now one of the things that we ended up was it, um, Justin, please help me. I always yeah. forget something. Halo. Um, oh, uh, the, uh, uh, Evans Halo. Um, no, <laughs> uh, there was a band, Arch, uh, <laughs> almost said Arches of Loaf. <laughs> there's a, there's a band whose name had the word Halo in it, they were a big local Phoenix band, and they had come. And messaged us one time on Facebook and said, "We, Allison's uh, Halo. Jimmy Eat World's Allison's Halo. Yes. Thank you, uh, Jimmy Eat World. Their first show is with us, and we we're like, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's chat about it a little bit. We, we still haven't had anybody from Allison's Halo on the show, but um, they showed us a flyer and it said Jimmy Eat World, but the date was almost too early, and it was like 1992, mm. and it made us think that." the band Grimus or Grimace uh, uh, Grimus ended up being a weird portmanteau that we started (laughs) talking about on the show, but um, Grimace had gone by many names. One of which was potentially Jimmy eat world before what is known as Jimmy Eat world existed. And so that's one of those nagging early year things that we didn't know if you could clarify, like when, Yeah, when the name ended up getting used, was it a second time because one off show Jimmy Eat World played a show once? So in man, it would probably be in junior high. Um, the junior highs in Mesa, they would each take a turn hosting summer school. So one year it would be at Poston, or one year it would be at Keno, or one year it'd be at Carson. And if you were unfortunate enough to attend summer school you would kind of travel to different junior highs and you would meet people kind of outside your, your normal neighborhood and school district. And uh, one year it was at the junior high I went to, and I met a a guy that went to Poston. His name was Ryan Larson. And he was friends with Sonic Pudding and Jim and, and all these guys. So that's how I first came to know um, all of those guys, Joel and, and uh, who later be, who later went with Jeremy and formed Wooden Blue Records, they all kind of came from this friendship that I formed in summer school. So at some point, I we were all doing different band things, and you know I was in a cover band. We were playing school dances, and uh, at some point, Ryan and myself and Jim and. Uh, drummer named Joey we got together 
and formed a band. Oh man, I have no idea what the name was. Wait, could it could it be could it be No Reason Boner? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's totally it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Justin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and because we didn't want our parents to know the name, we went by NRB. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so you might have some NRB um, <laughs> like imagery somewhere. <laughs> like like anyway. So yeah. Oh wow. Good job. Thanks. I mean, and again, I mean, I mean, we're talking about junior high here, so we're not even. We're yeah. like we're beyond thirty years ago. So right. So we were uh, invited to play like a uh, battle of the bands type um, thing, where each band was taking a turn playing a lunch. And at this point, we're we're in high school. I don't know if we're sophomores or juniors or kind of what. Um, and we play at lunch and it's a disaster <laughs> as, as they all go. Um, you know, Jim's carrying the show cause he's just like an incredible talent and uh, fun fact from that four song, <laughs> you know, playlist <laughs> gig. Um, we still needed time to fill. They were like, no, keep going. And we're like, no, we're, we're out of material. <laughs> and he just, started jamming and like literally like wrote a song right there on the spot. We, we went, got together later and finished it. And we were like, Hey, what was that? What was that thing you were doing after we, we finished and, you know, kind of played something, we made a song out of it. So that, uh, that in a nutshell is Jim, just a incredibly talented person. Even back when we were, you know, not even able to drive, he was pretty much showing us all up. So, <laughs> so, uh, so that story that you just told about, um, Zach and Tom, so Tom went to my high school and Jim and Zach went to the, the other one, the, the, just the, you know, the next one over, uh, did I say that right? Tom and I went to the same high school. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. Like, so that happened. They kind of got together and the way I heard it, cause I wasn't there was, uh, you know, they, they were looking for a bass player. So they, they asked Jim to come and Jim showed up with his guitar. Um, and actually the, 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 the greater, the longer version of that is they actually had a different bassist before me. His name was Max. And I don't think he made it through the first practice either. He wasn't, wasn't good enough or I don't know. I, I shouldn't even speculate, but something uh, happened. And Oh, we're getting Max on this podcast. I can't even tell you his last name. Cause he went to, he went to the other high school. So I don't know. <laughs> so then, so then, you know, I, I was already playing in, uh, in a band with Jim literally at the same time as this. So then it just kind of was, Hey, well, let that's Mitch. Well, on the, on the behind the scenes, uh, like we're having these like weird interventions with Jim, like, man, are you, what, you know, how, how can you stab us in the back like that? I can't believe you're, you know, you're, you're ditching us for, Zach and Tom, like we're we're really going places, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, and you know, Jim was, oh well, you know, I I think I can split my time between the two, and you know, you guys are my priority because these, I mean, these, uh, you know, besides Zach, the other the other guys were, I mean, this was his circle of friends, you know, so it was probably really hard for him. And then you know, twist the knife, they <laughs> kind of steals me. And, you know, the other band, NRB, dissolves, and uh, we get together. So 
push pause on that. So about the same time as as NRB's playing, Tom and Mason and and Rich Rick are um, they're playing probably under all those names that you're saying: Jimmy World, Grimace, mm-hmm. Cornbread, yeah, Cor- yeah, all all those things. And they're and you know they're doing you know whatever whatever show you're finding flyers for and and things like that. So. That's kind of where they converge. I think we just liked the the story of, of Jimmy Eat World, so I think we kind of, I don't know, I think we stuck with that. Yeah. I don't think there was a lot of thought or debate put into it, or, you know, it's just sort of like, that's the name, let's do yeah. it. It's, it yeah. I mean, the trajectory <laughs> the band was on, it, it's almost like there was no time to have any of that thought. The fact that anyone was coming to that show at the Nile, which I did want to, uh, I'm going to send in the chat here a couple images that we have saved uh, over the years. One of which <laughs> is a uh, send in the chat. You got yeah. on that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, there is a Nile theater newspaper clipping here, and I don't know if it's that show. Um, uh, it was with Horace Pinker, Safe House, Temper Tantrum, Carrier, uh, which would have been Rick's band at that time, and yeah, Seven so, Story so Mountain. Ma- so Mason and and Rick would have been in Carrier. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, we we listened to a couple of tracks, or actually we listened to it uh, their whole album, didn't we? Yeah, I mean it was like a four track. Yeah, so yeah, there's that, and then the, is, that that show happened to be, I guess, this Nile show was November fifth. So I don't know if that was the one that. Uh, any of the capital folks came out to in November or if that was maybe a different show. And then we happen to have this random, another show with temper tantrum driver, safe house, mustard, Jimmy Eat world at the art cage on February 19th, <laughs> uh, which has this great flyer. I'm, I'm going to say if by my recollection, I believe that the art cage would have been our first show as Mm-mm. Okay. As us original. So rewind a month and a half. It's Christmas break, my senior year in high school. And that's when all of this was kind of coming together. Yeah. Um, we we kind of got together over the break, um, probably wrote a song a day, if not more. Um, and I still remember, I think the second week after... So, like, you know, first week's always before Christmas. Second week, it's after. Um, Jim goes skiing. <laughs> you know? And we're of like... Of course. <laughs> really? I mean, first... I mean, we... Yeah. <laughs> my... my uh, Ski trip? Yeah. Like, I, that's how the other half lives, right? I don't even know about that. So, anyways, yeah. So, he, he went. But then came back and was, you know, kind of got down to business. And we practiced and... And uh, started playing, and probably from that arcade show on. I mean, we were playing multiple, at least once a week, if not multiple times a week. It was it was a big it was a big scene, though. I mean, there was there was lots of places to play. Um, There were bands coming through all the time, and we were happy to fill that first spot. Yeah, that's awesome. And that was a little bit of was any of that lots of bands coming through to play part of. Uh, Jim and Joel's book your own fucking life uh, production company that they set up so that bands would come into town. Oh, like the mail in your yeah <laughs> show up. I mean, yeah. there would be. Uh, I mean, there. Yeah, man. I wish I. I this is such a, a 
Like sure. I wish, I wish I would have written down more things because there's so many, there's so many just random things that would happen. Yeah. Um, like, like dudes in a van would just show up to the show and just be like, Hey, we saw this show was happening. Would you mind if we played? Yeah. Jump up. <laughs> Let's do it. You know? And the, and you know, these people became, you know, friends and, and, yeah. and, you know, pe- people that we would stay with later, you know, in, in their town and their state. And so, but yeah, that absolutely. A lot of that was, uh, there were definitely not me. There were definitely people, uh, hustling behind the scenes, uh, way more than me. For sure. Um, that, uh, that, that first show you guys played, would that have been in 90 February of 94? So after the, the, the tape was recorded in, uh, January of 94. What tape is this? This is the one with the crayon drawing of Jimmy eating the world. And then uh, specifically in the liner notes, it says uh, recorded by Jason Borman between the hours closely separating the 20th and 21st days of 1994. Uh, Yes, I have it right here in my. So ominous. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Uh, it's got like two two people with their mouths open. With yeah, food no, in with the food inside yeah. there. Yeah, yum. <laughs> well, here's, here's people here's, you knew. <laughs> I not me personally. Like, like yeah. I was a lot. I was a lot of. Uh, I was a lot in the backseat of the van a lot of the times. I wasn't like the band manager per se. There was. Yeah. I was. I was consistently probably the least musically talented and the stupidest person in the room at, at any given moment. So. <laughs> So these are not your drawings on the back and on the J sleeve. I would have had no say in whose picture was going on. So you're just like, oh, this is our tape. Great, yeah, awesome. (laughs) Can I can I buy a copy? (laughs) Oh, I'm on this. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Actually, mine actually has a few extra songs on it. It's uh, handwritten on the inside sleeve here. I've got. Uh, angst for Joel and one thousand two hundred and something. Thirty-four. Oh yeah, one thousand two hundred thirty-four. Yeah, something else. Wednesday. I wonder if that then was like, did did you guys just record the one two three four EP onto the back of the nineteen ninety four demo? <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just put them both on a. On a... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed Classic. up and played bass. <laughs> I, I no, I I honestly can't remember. I just know there's there's extra songs on that. It's a tape, you know. I don't oh, know yeah, if you yeah. know this, but you yeah. can, you can literally record over it and put Mariah Carey on there if you want. But yeah, well, <laughs> I don't even know this thing works. Do tapes still work? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they have a shelf life of like forty years, like if they're kept in like a nice environment, and then you know. Hmm probably like 20 years on either yeah, side of that. I, I would be afraid to even pop that in a right, machine. Yeah. <laughs> but it sits on my, I have a little mantle. I've got like a t-shirt and, and you know, the CD and a couple of little things. Yeah. That was cool. one. My, my kids like was... to pull it down and <laughs> beat it up. Every once in a while. Like, Oh, what? Oh dad, what do you think you're in Jimmy world or something? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the good old days. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that is that is an interesting thing. Uh, I mean, Justin and I played in bands. Growing, I can uh, and trust that it's not lost on me the fact that Justin and I are here talking to you about things that, uh, like, we don't expect you to not lock down dates and know these things. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is our nerdy jobs. But like, if somebody asked me like where Chris Coogan was today, like some guy I used to play and used to like show up to all our shows, no clue, couldn't tell mm-hmm. you. <laughs> but um, uh, th- that time in that part of your life if jimmy world's coming through town or you hear one of their songs on the radio is that is that like a different band and different dudes to you than when you were in the band like are you talking like in comparison to today like the yeah yeah like do you feel i don't i guess i don't know how to quantify the question i'll i'll help you Um, yeah i i feel that so i sort of feel like rick was maybe always eventually going to be the bass player and i was lucky enough to for a year and a half or two be in the band and 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 have good memories and and my memories stop in you know 95 and they kept on going so i have probably a better recollection of some of these things because you know my brain is admired with you know traveling the world and having actual success so <laughs> so it's no it's it is i mean they're, they're i think they've they've changed enough and and kind of gone on but yeah i i mean i don't know if that answers your question but they, they, yeah. i don't i don't feel i don't feel like oh yeah that's i don't know there's nothing really pulling me yeah i guess it's not a pull but like um does it feel like the same band like does it or do, it does it just seem like oh man my friends went off and did a thing and it's like not even like the same band that did the you know the demo tape and the one two three four and the um i i think just in the the transition more to you know jim taking a lot more of the the singing roles i mean you have to remember tom was uh tom was kind of the front man he was he was the guy in the middle of the stage on the microphone and yeah. And so that's a little bit different, but man, like sometimes you, you know, you just hear a riff or you hear, you know, that, that, that dueling guitar sound that they're so good at. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, it, it, it'll make your, <laughs> it'll make the hair on your arms stand up. And yeah, that, you know, and I, I remember being in, you know, a living room, you know, <laughs> having somebody's parents tell us to turn it down and hearing that same you know, those same mm-hmm. chords, that same harmony and, you know, so, eh. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's been, yeah. it's been 30 years. The bands, the, I mean, the band themselves have, have agreed that their, their sound has changed. And so I think it was a couple of years ago, that same moment that Jim had, had agreed to, uh, to come on to the podcast as a guest. Um, I asked him a question. I said, when, you know, you, you've been doing this for 30 years now and with him at the helm, he's the the lead singer. He's the essentially the one that's in charge now. Um, you know, where do you see yourself in thirty years? And he he basically said, "I see myself staying with music, not necessarily giving me a, a direct answer on yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the band thing going. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start working in uh, behind the scenes with production and and that sort of thing." Uh, but you could even see it back then. There were some videos that David and I have watched where you can hear Jim driving the van. And telling Tom, dude, get in the van in a nice way, like that whole dad way of of just saying, get in the van, guys. We dude, we got a show tomorrow. I know you're having a great time out there, but it's time to get in. Yeah. Uh, 
And I, that, well, I think that's what drove the band to where they are now and, yeah, and part, and, part of their success. And, and, uh, and Jim had a four track recorder when we were in high school and he would go to other local bands. I would go with him. I had uh, like a weird DJ gig that I was doing. So I would <laughs> take like the microphones and all the chords and, you know, kind of between the two of us, we would go, you know, mic up these other bands and, and, uh, you know, he's probably credited for recording you know, a couple of them out there at least. So, I mean, he's, he's a man of many talents. I mean, you probably wouldn't be able to scratch it all in an interview with him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I have one other thing that, um, popped in my head. There is a tape that we have listened to that at this point, I'm pretty sure is Grimace, but it's in the fan community known as the Orntwood Sessions. Are you familiar at all with this tape? And can you confirm or deny whether or not you played on this? So uh, I would say no. I can confirm that is not me. I have no idea. Orangewood sounds like a very Mesa street um, or maybe a combination of different street names. Sounds like Orange Street and Lockwood or, you know, a lot of those yeah, I think we found it's this guy, Mike Coleman, yeah, Mike Coleman, and he was like a second cousin of Tom's, mm -hmm. um, and we've reached out to him via email, um, and uh, he confirmed that he recorded the tape, but he couldn't remember, like, he was like, I don't know, I know Tom was in the band at that yeah, time. It's, I, would, I would assume on that one, it's probably Tom, Rick, and Mason. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That it's one of those things that like every time we run down the beginning of a song, we're like, this is uh, what it's from. This is who was in the band at that time. And it's always a huge question mark with that. But yeah. we can at least say <laughs> with a certainty now that Mitch Porter is not on any Orangewood tracks. I think we Cor have like maybe one or two left. <laughs> Correct. That is not, not I. Sweet. I don't even um, think I've heard that. Oh man, I'll send you a link. <laughs> in the chat because i still have it. <laughs> no, no we'll get it i'll tell you oh yeah i guess I, you know what i should have done was just send it via messenger it's yeah. okay yeah um, the other the other uh factual thing i could say from one of the episodes i listened to any accordion that you're hearing <gasps> on that old stuff yes. is who do, you, who do you think <laughs> uh, i'm gonna get zach it is a hundred percent Zach. Yes, <laughs> good job, Justin. There was some debate on whether it was Tom due to some musical roots, but that's right. Because uh, exactly. of Linton's music, that's yeah. what we thought. Maybe we were hoping yeah. Tom's mom was on it or something. Well, well you know what? On um, we, we've come across photos, and we don't try to go. We don't. We don't really talk about the the, the family life and anything like that. Uh, but we uh -huh. do. David and I do look at those pictures. What what's publicly accessible? And we did find a a huge family picture of um, the Linton family, and they all have different instruments. And his mom was oh, holding yeah. an accordion, so I thought maybe she yep. was involved somehow. <laughs> But That's they're funny. very musical. It's oh. it's funny the the investigative skills you <laughs> the internet with. man. <laughs> yeah, it, it it always comes from these late night like post podcast chats that Justin and I are having. Oh I'm yeah, like, we'll just go. Down I'm just gonna message hole. you, man. I'm just messaging. <laughs> I probably have a photo of uh, Zach with an accordion in the recording studio. Oh man! Whoa! I'm not saying. <laughs> that like it would be awesome for you to send it, but like it would, it would be, be <laughs> pretty awesome <laughs> if I come across it. Also, okay, of course, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, you have any other questions here for Mitch? 
Um, no, I, I think I keep, that was wonderful I, hearing I keep you forgetting this might be played back. I thought this was just a conversation, but I got to remember that. I think people will enjoy the fact that in the very beginning, when David was rattling off just some of those band names and you said you got a little teary eyed, I think that's enough for people to say like, this is just a musician uh, being taken back down memory lane uh, totally. 30 years ago. And I think that's enough. It's like, no one really cares about the, the little uh, yeah. individual comments that we make about people. It's almost like everyone lives their life. And we're not trying to intrude or invade on that. We're just trying to yeah. reinvigorate it and talk about it again. And I think that's all that all, that's all anyone will hear in this. Good. Yeah, Mitch, you're very modest, and you're and I think we have some. Obviously, the band has its fans. What we found doing the podcast is that we, Justin and I, are not alone in the fact that these small details matter, and. We have a couple of listeners that we said, Mitch is going to do the show. And they were so excited. Um, <laughs> what a time we it, live in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it matters, um, yeah. Uh, to, to borrow a Jimmy World song title. It, <laughs> it matters. Um, uh, and, and I wanted to thank you. As, as a fan of the band, I'm excited you're going to be on the podcast. And I'm the one here talking to you about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know when when uh, when Bleed American came out, I I felt like that was sort of I got this resurgence on you know MySpace and different messages that different people would would uh, kind of hunt me down and oh doing a comprehensive uh, history of the band and boy it just wouldn't be complete without an interview with you and you know tell us your story and you know so that you know it's been ten minutes with me all right that's that's about all we have time for. You know, you read the article later and it's <laughs> like no mention of me. Right. <laughs> they just got to go out. Which is, you know, totally fine. But it, it, uh, I, I blame your, uh, your predecessors for, uh, that's right. You know, well, and, that's what and, you got to do is you got to get two non journalists to yeah, start a podcast and right. we, we'll print it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it was too, uh, too big of a downer or not not newsworthy or whatever so yeah well i'm sorry they jaded you <laughs> well i i'm i'm actually okay with it okay <laughs> um was uh, uh when I, i'm over here asking a new question after i said <laughs> so we'd wrap up um after you had uh I, gone I on your mission to be the longest <laughs> all right here we go right, so, so grab some grab grab a drink and uh, <laughs> You, You're actually you going to sit on on the next episode with us. It's probably for a song you haven't heard, but <laughs> <laughs> you haven't um, even asked me about what uh, overdrive pedal I used on Chachi. I mean, oh, what? <laughs> I didn't even think I, I didn't think I would ask such a personal question. <laughs> I probably couldn't remember, but I know it was yellow. Oh, I love that. Not quite a big muff. My big muff is green. So no, oh, my big muff is black. It was literally it was literally overdrive. It was probably just you know. Whatever the cheapest one, boss. Milano, whichever the cheapest one, Milano's was selling that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That Milano's season. music. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, well, uh well, sorry, sorry. Your mission was two years, right? Mm-hmm. I had a buddy that also went on. Uh, another one of my friends that is a huge Jimmy World fan had told me about his mission, and on his mission, he was always listening to like gangster rap and stuff like that, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, uh, when when you I, I, where did you go on your mission? I forget. I served in uh, Costa Rica. Costa Rica, that's right. Um, yeah. Were you aware of you know static coming out at all, or 
Um, anything yeah, like that? I mean, Did you have like so, your ear ear to the ground on that stuff? I mean, so you get like this is this is emails barely taken off, right? So you know, I'm still getting handwritten letters, but yeah, I mean, I had I had you know lots of friends reminded me, you know, hey, just picked up the new album, or hey, went to their show, and you know things. Yeah, so I, I was I was pretty abreast. I, I heard I had a uh, uh, a thank you credit in uh, in Static. Oh yeah, and the the liner notes, and then lower corner of the <laughs> once page, you know. once uh once you got home you settled your roots now back in arizona yes mm-hmm. um yeah i i uh i live probably three miles from where i grew up oh that's awesome i, I love that feeling and i love that yeah. town i actually just got back from there um oh. in the uh subsequent we, years we could have done this live <laughs> oh my gosh that would have been something um, uh, I'll take a rain check and we can follow up on, uh, some, uh, some things I'm sure we'll listen back and say, ah, oh, how come we didn't ask this one thing? Um, uh, have you kept up? Have you, uh, are you still in touch with them or anybody else, uh, from that around that time? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like, uh, our, our paths don't, don't really, uh, don't really cross that much right now. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I don't talk to most of the yeah. people I went to high school with, yeah. and we all joke. We all joke. Sometimes somebody will be like, "Oh, let's do a uh, what happened when there wasn't a twenty year reunion." We we're like, "I don't know. I still kind of talk to all the people from high school. I still want to talk to." So, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I still I still have you know my my friends and stuff that I went to school with. But I mean, as far as the band goes, I I uh, my son for Father's Day one year, we, he bought me tickets and we went to. Man, what was that? The Marquee, which is like this 3,000 maybe person capacity uh, venue. Uh-huh. So I thought, well, here we go. I mean, there's there's no way. You're right. If I, if I stay long enough after, I could give a shout or say hey or whatever, but yeah, it never worked out. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started feeling desperate. So then I was just like, let's go. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Um, well, there's not, there's nothing like saying, I know him. (laughs) Everyone around you is like, no, you don't. Well, I'm proud to say that I know him about Mitch Porter. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Feather Um, in your hat. (laughs) Well, Mitch, I really want to thank you for your time. I know we went a little bit over, um, uh, but, uh, this was a blast and thank you so much for clearing up so much stuff. I think it's invaluable I think this sets out to do what like we sort of hoped to create an evergreen time capsule for the catalog of the band, specifically why Justin coded the discography page so that now that we're 127 episodes in, you could go back and say, I'm 100 percent not going to listen to 127 episodes of this podcast, (laughs) but I really like Chachi. I'm going to listen to that episode. And oh my God, the bass players on this one. (laughs) Um, And there's so much great information here that trust me, we're going to reference from now to the end of the show. Um, And so it's invaluable, not only for us, but for the community, I think so. Sure. Happy to be a resource. Yeah. Yeah. And And another another timeline, timeline. no reason boner is still playing shows live. They're huge. Um, And, uh, and, and Jim has some other project that he's working on. We should (laughs) We should make some merch. In, yeah. In an alternate universe. But, yeah. Oh, things, I guess. Yeah. Have you come have, have you come out to your parents that you're in a band called No Reason Boner since? Uh, no. No. I believe in you. I believe this can. That's probably 
I mean, now, right? You could, yeah, yeah. It's a bridge you can cross when you're ready, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Conveniently, awesome. my, my best friend growing up, his initials are NRB. So I think we hit it under the guise of his initials. <laughs> yeah, it's about him. You guys are true fans, and I don't know what else to say about that. Awesome, man. That That's uh, so nice to hear. Thanks, Mitch. You bet. Awesome. Any any other obscure trivia from 94, (laughs) let me know. Of course. uh, I appreciate the invitation for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 